Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're here. It's the Wednesday night street fight down in the basement. The way y'all love it. That we've been doing forever now. It's the original show. Brian and I yelling at each other, talking about the news and what's going on. And you can watch if you want on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We are Street Fight WCRS. On twitch.tv, we are Street Fight Radio. You can subscribe to the channel with your free Amazon Prime if you have that going on in your life. It does help out the show. Uh, You also could just leave us a review on any of your podcasting platforms. That does help. That's a free way to help out the show. And uh, we're going to continue to do this thing. Whether or not... uh, whether or not it's medically advisable, Street Fight Radio is going to continue to spread this mess across the U.S. We've been doing it now for nine years. We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. And uh, tonight uh, we have a great show ahead of us. It's the beginnings of uh, another Wednesday night show. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. If you want more of what we do... Head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. That's patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You get access to zines, videos, and audio, all of that stuff. But right now, we're doing a fundraiser with our good friend Wavy, the guest from the Colin Show on Sunday. He did the background for our new Means TV set. You may have seen it on other videos recently. Uh, but head to store.streetfightradio.com. You can pre-order the mask and t-shirt. Uh, we're raising money for the Greater Columbus Arts Council. And for Wavy, because he's young and broke, you know, like young people are tend to be. So light him up, support good art, and help us out at store.streetfightradio.com. So how's it going, Brian? Oh, I'm keen. Wow. You know, I'm feeling great. okay. Yeah. I like that. Actually, I said right before we started recording, I feel nauseous. And I do feel nauseous, but I'm going to fucking power through. You feel keenly nauseous. Yeah, I mean, I feel nauseous about... It's 40% of the time anyway, okay. so it's just kind of like one of those things. At least it's not the majority of the time. Yeah, I mean, that's the good thing. So, uh, you know, why don't we uh, play a little audio to start the show? Wow. Sound good? Are you plugged into your right uh, gimmick? I'm not. Right? I just want to test it real quick to make sure it's working. I have a good little bit of audio so we can, uh, so we can uh, check something out. You ready? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, here we go. It's water. And then they have cans of soup. Soup. And they throw the cans of soup. That's better than a brick because you can't throw a brick. It's too heavy. But a can of soup, you can... (laughs) All right. I want to stop this real quick and just mention that I can throw a brick. I don't find a brick to be too heavy for me to throw. I have thrown bricks. uh, Not in the streets, obviously. I wish I did. You know. But I think that in Trump, alpha male, he is an alpha male for sure. We all know that. You know, we've seen the ads. We've seen the political cartoons. We've seen all the stuff, right? He is an alpha male. Can't throw a brick. Can I get the brick thrown? Yeah, I saw a cartoon of him driving a motorcycle. Um, I thought he could throw a brick. Well, can't. Okay. Really put some power into that, right? And then when they get caught, they say, no, this is soup from my family. No. They're so innocent. This is soup from my family. 
Uh, it's incredible. And you have people coming over with bags of soup, big bags of soup. Okay. So now <laughs> we've reached the bags of soup portion of this audio where, uh, so this is Trump. He's talking about the uh, 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 protests yes, in the street in Portland. Apparently the police are being pelted with soup or something. I don't know. I just, I, I have not seen this part of the protest. With the soup. I was, not clued, soup. I was not clued into it. No, nobody told me to bring a bag of soup to a protest at all. See, now the can see the can made sense, but now that he's gone to bags of soup, I'm thinking of like the Panera bags of soup that they get, like a five-gallon five <laughs> right. right. plastic bag that you boil it to heat up. How far could you throw that? If a brick is too heavy, a bag of soup is like 10 bricks. And I mean, bags of soup are, uh, uh, that seems more like humiliation than pain, really, you know? I don't know, man. If someone dropped, if someone threw five gallons of soup on you, you'd be fucking pissed. I'd be pissed. Humiliated. It would knock you over. I would, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I can't see it as pain. A so, big ass, a, a huge volume of soup? Yeah. Bags of soup. And they lay it on the ground and the anarchists take it and they start throwing it at our cops, at our police. And if it mm -hmm. hits you, that's worse than a brick because it's got force. Okay, so that's worse actually. Getting hit with hit with soup by an anarchist. <laughs> These skinny—they always are calling them a skinny, yeah, uh, weakling anarchist. But now we can throw soup more powerful than a brick. You know, they have this method with the ladle where they just whip it at you <laughs> at a hundred miles an hour. It stings when it hits you. <laughs> Bring bags of soup. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, yeah, what? So, like, Kansas. Like made perfect. What? Kansas soup is a good idea. I mean, like, I mean, if you, if you put, like, you put the, you know, you do, like, a, a pitch on it, you put your top two, you put your two fingers on top of it, and you try to get a little rotation and a curve when you throw it. I mean, this is a good idea. I didn't know they were. I didn't know Antifa was doing this. We as did, one of the one of the popular radio programs for Antifa. Back in high school, we did pelt. We got in a lot of trouble for it, but we hit the bus driver in the back of the head with a can of Mountain Dew while she was driving. Yeah, that's a lot of force. And uh, yeah, we did get in a, a lot can? of trouble. Yeah. Oh okay. no, that stays yeah. that stitches territory. Well, and I don't think that they were trying to hit the bus driver. We were trying to hit like a nerd in the front of the bus or something. And and that was wrong too. Yeah. I gotta uh, say. But we did do that and it did f fuck the bus driver up. So, so essentially the police, with all of their armor and weapons and vehicles, um, have now found themselves at a standstill <laughs> because uh people are going to Aldi and picking up tomato soup cases for 45 cents. Trump's going to ban soup. No more soup. Know. Here. And when they get caught, they say, no, this is just soup for my family. <laughs> and then they... And you covered says, it up. Soup. Well, you got to replay it because you, you laughed over it. You were going to replay Yeah, that? you laughed over it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you laughed before you... Soup for my contain family. Contain yourself. If it hits you, that's worse than a brick because it's got force. It's the perfect size. It's like made perfect. And when they get caught, they say, no, this is just soup for my family. <laughs> and then the media says, this is just soup. These people are very, very innocent. They're innocent people. These are just protesters. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful to allow protesting? 
Yeah. And by the way, the media knows it better than we do. They know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful allow to allow protesting now that people are throwing soup? <laughs> the media is saying like isn't it wonderful to allow protesting? Wait, you know, wasn't it beans earlier? No, Goya was there. They were they were rallying around that. Well, no, they got hot about beans too. Yeah, that was because that was. I thought there was a can of beans found at one. I, I swear to God, I remember like the New York, the NYPD posting something on Twitter that says like we just you know uh, found a bunch. These are all of the projectiles that were thrown at us today, and I feel like garbanzo beans were in there. Well, that that I think that that is where this That's actually the one. came from. Okay, is is you know. He heard about this and he has been out saying crazy things like all week. I have like an article from CNN, uh, a guide to nine conspiracy theories Trump is currently pushing. Uh huh. And he, he is like, I've heard a few wild. These anarchist bike, bicyclists, they don't use squirt bottles for water anymore. They keep cans of soup in there. They're throwing soup at everybody. The, the, the hungry man shit too. The 16 ounce cans, the, the hung, the, the heavy shit stews. The yeah. kind of stuff that football Still. players eat. Whoa! Hurry, guys. The internet's on sale. Cut it. Oh, it's high-speed internet access oh, from WoW. No. All this we stuff do ads we now. Need. We're Shopping, pretending browsing, like we didn't streaming. get paid to play this. Brian's going to be embarrassed, but yeah, we put earworms now to get you to buy I shit. Was that for JCPenney? You go to a website. It's for the cable company. That sounds like JCPenney. Yeah, you go to a fucking website. I'm using that cable company right now. I don't need advertised that cable. I feel like that drum is used in a lot of stuff, like just marching. It's like boop, 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 boop. Old Navy flip-flops are $4 this yeah. weekend. Get in line. Start yeah. marching your way to fucking Old Navy. You'll get three tank tops for $15. That is what we march for <laughs> these days. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what people are getting marched. That's their marching orders. I mean, remember mean the to- first thing that happened when things opened up were people lined up to go to Marshalls. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I saw a bunch of people <laughs> in TJ Maxx yeah. and, and, and a one percent of them are dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Home goods. Yeah, they all had to get the home goods. The candles, like if you buy candles online, they're so much more expensive than at Marshalls, dog. Yeah, they're like forty dollars online for artisanal candles. They're five ninety nine closeout. They're all not the time. artisanal at at and home no, goods. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. They got all the the big name brands. Well, that's not artisanal. Yeah, they're no, they're closeouts from like Saks and all of the big names. Okay, well, I mean, there's MSR the high fashion ones. Yes, they're high fashion candles. Yeah, I got a really good tobacco one. Wow, and it didn't smell like cigs. It smelled like tobacco before you smoke it. You sure. Know? Yeah, like a good smelling tobacco. Right. Really. Oh, the CNN side is killing me, man. So here's some of the pro. Here, let's look at these nine <laughs> conspiracy theories that Trump is a. Uh, uh, is pushing thugs on a plane In a Monday interview on Fox news. Trump told a story about what he claimed was a flight to Washington in which the plane was almost completely loaded with thugs wearing these dark uniforms, people bent on causing destruction in the streets. He repeated this version of the story on Tuesday, but that time he said the flight was traveling from Washington rather than to Washington. Well, we gotta get we gotta get to Washington, then we gotta get to the other place. Uh, There's connecting flights. We're, 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 I mean, a lot of us used kayak, or we we actually did Hotline.com, so they're gonna give us five connectors to get a flight for seventy nine dollars. We just don't have a ton of money, you know, which yeah. goes into his second conspiracy theory. In the Monday interview, Trump suggested that violent protesters were being funded by some very stupid rich people. 
This was similar to a claim he made earlier in August when he alleged on Fox that Antifa activists were being funded by the Democrats, billionaire George Soros, or, quote, other people. Right. And and this is when this is the telling on themselves parts because that's how they get by. Yeah. Like that's what they do. So they they're pretty much giving up the game. They're just saying this is how people like this get popular. Some millionaire just pays Ben Shapiro to get on the air and turn a bunch of incels into fucking patriots. Right. Right. Yeah. Um did you see uh, uh the Thunderbird weekend? No. Oh god. This this really happened. Oklahoma State Parks had to post um they posted this. It says, please note, after checking our reservations, we can verify these posts circulating about Antifa taking over Lake Thunderbird State Park and Discovery Cove Nature Center are simply not true. Here's an informative piece from Tulsa World debunking what seems to be the basis for this conspiracy. So I'm looking at a picture of a tweet right now. Screen capped. Nobody knows where it came from. But it just says... Trucker at the 595 truck stop in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, posted these pics. BLM and Antifa buses with armed guards, heavily organized. Um, these are coach buses, like, you know, people take to riverboat casinos, you know, you take to another state. Uh, it's just Black Lives Matters on the window. I mean, I mean, I think we know where the, these things come from. I think they come from places like Stormfront and 4chan. And they shit set like them up. That. You're right. Yeah. They they create these scenarios, these like scary scenarios. <clears throat> I'm guessing this is probably buses that were going to that march in Washington. I have to guess. Maybe I, like that's what I like. This is decorated by the people who rented this bus. It says Black Lives Matter, but uh, now all of a sudden the Oklahoma State Parks is. I know. Explaining Some that- poor park ranger or secretary at the park has to like hasn't done. You know, anything like all of a sudden has to answer a bunch of redneck phone calls about fucking Antifa. It becomes a becomes an expert on debunking a QAnon conspiracy out of nowhere. Right. But this is also something that they actually do. There was, I think, a year or two ago, there was a cookout, a white supremacist cookout that they tried to rent out a state park and they got busted doing that. So once again, they're talking about the stuff that they do. Yeah. Well, and I think they also do it. I, I mean, I, I really think the reason they do that is to uh, 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 because they know it'll trick me on people. No, this you is yeah, this mean? is and all Uncle Ted. Yeah, this is all organized. A lot of this, all of this stuff is unfortunately people fall for it. Yeah. Um, the Save Our Children took over. Like some people were like gritting their teeth and being Black Lives Matter because they just wanted to be nice and popular. And once they found Save Our Children, they were like, oh, God, no one can argue against that. I'll just I don't do know that. what Save Our Children is. That's that the anti-pedophile movement. Save the Children. Oh, yeah. Sorry, save the children. People are going wild on that lately. Lots of WWE wrestlers are going off on that. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. The, I mean, that is a cause that everybody can get behind. Rather, you know, it doesn't but it's involve a trick. fighting. Oh, but this comes, this yeah. stuff gets, this is the kind of stuff that gets slipped in with it. Yeah. It's is, some Coney type shit. Yeah. yeah it's, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, on Twitter and in Fox News interview, Trump promoted a claim touted on Twitter by a supporter of QAnon that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had admitted that only 6% of reported COVID-19 deaths are people who actually died from COVID-19. Right. Now, this is a weird one because I guess they're saying like only 6% of their 
death certificates listed only COVID-19 as a cause of death. The other 94% of death certificates included other conditions as well, but the presence of comorbidities does not mean COVID-19 didn't cause the death. Yeah, you got to say COVID-19 caused the death if you died when you got COVID-19, you know? Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, too. I've just seen people running around like it's a victory or something or that everybody was lying about COVID. But, you know, you're living with these anchors on your back of life of uh, bad lungs or diabetes, which we'll all eventually get. And uh, COVID just drags it right down to the ground, like takes you into the earth. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's uh that's a really dumb one and and you saw Herman Cain's shared that right? Oh, I know, I know. Which is Herman Cain's just, Twitter account, which is owned by the Herman Cain Foundation at this point, yeah, was like, man, this is this people aren't even dying from COVID anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, nobody died from COVID. That's a psyop, I think. That's that's for us to that's delegitimizing. The Republicans again. There's got to be a Democrat doing that or something. Cause that was a ridiculous post. This is like the only account on Twitter that shouldn't post that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is for the 2016 popular vote. Trump, who earned about 2.9 million fewer votes in this election than Hillary Clinton claimed in the Fox News interview that he actually won the popular vote in a true sense. Part of his reasoning is I think there was tremendous cheating in California. There was tremendous cheating in New York and other places. Okay. <laughs> There's no evidence. You can't argue against that. Really. I know. There's nothing like if you feel that way, I don't know what I can say. Here he is on the general fairness of the 2020 election. In a speech to the Republican National Convention, Trump said the only way they can take this election away from us is if it's a rigged election. God. Which that's, I mean, all presidents say that, though, don't? Is this like the first president to say something like this? I mean, yeah, I, I thought I they all like, respect it, right? You got to respect like, the badge. I feel like Limbaugh was constantly talking. He's and, not the president. He was never the president. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, I guess the president saying it is kind of a thing. They usually use surrogates to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Mail voting in the 2020 election. Trump has repeatedly alleged in the last month that the increased use of mail-in voting this year will produce a rigged election. He's tried to cast doubt on the safety of drop boxes where mail ballots can be deposited. He's claimed that foreign countries can easily interfere with mail voting. On Wednesday, he suggested that there's something nefarious about the fact that he may have a lead in votes counted on election night, but then turn out to lose the election after mail ballots are counted in the following days. You know what, though? Really, what it comes down to is um, all he has to do is say, I won, like George W. Bush did, and the Democrats will just be like, oh, we don't want to cause any problems. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, if he I be- just insists he wins for long enough, they're just going to be like, well, uh, we're not going to do it. We can't convince him otherwise. So he's the president. The I nation guess. just has to move on. Now. Yeah. We have to begin the healing from this election. Yeah. yeah. John Joe Biden, uh, under his independence, Trump, who has repeatedly tried to portray Biden as a puppet of the far left, went further in the Fox interview, saying Biden's strings are being pulled by people that you've never heard of, people that are in the dark shadows. See, this is the thing about the, that's like his QAnon question a week, couple weeks ago. And now I feel like he's signaling to people like there's a deep cabal out there. He's and like, I, I know about him. He's like, I've been reading this QAnon because yeah. he got asked about it. Now he's been right. reading about it. And now it's like all he can think about. Where's JFK Jr. at? I have to say, since we've started the show, like even when Barack Obama was the president and we were fighting with people on social media, um, 
they would call us liberals and they would come after us and they just equated everything on the left as the same. And this is another thing that hurts my feelings when they're like, Joe Biden is like supports Antifa. When I don't, as Antifa, I don't feel supported by Joe Biden in any sort of way. No, he doesn't at all. That's he, just, but I that's mean, not my you guy. knew that was going to be their but move. That's I, always their oh, move. Of course, of course. But you know? it's just one of the frustrating things about being alive, I guess. Yeah, it is. And the last one we got here is uh, Biden and drugs. Trump alleged in the Fox interview and in an interview with the Washington Examiner last week that Biden is taking some sort of performance enhancing drug or drugs. He told the Examiner that Biden could not possibly have improved so much in his final Democratic debates against Bernie Sanders without artificial help. What drug? I like it. He's got the limitless drug or is he taking test his ass? He's like, test him. Yeah. Is he taking alpha brain? Do you think? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Probably alpha brain. He listened to Joe Rogan's podcast yep. when Bernie Sanders was on, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to yeah, take this alpha brain sounds nice. Have you heard of nootropics? They're naturally occurring enzymes in the brain or whatever he's, he's really into. I mean, Trump was accused of that a lot in 2016. He gets accused of drugs all the time, whether People it's were calling diet it pills or, or like some sort of speed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they say diet pills he takes. I don't believe that, though. I mean, just... He's got to eat pretty bad. I think I, you're going to live on edge. I mean, if you're doing what he's, if you're playing that game, like you're on edge all the time. Yeah. I'm on edge running like a little piddly ass, you know, barely five figure business. Yeah. And uh, I feel like at that point when you're just lying to everybody that's in front of you to make them think that you know the answer. Yeah. Like you just got to like be redlining it all the time yeah yeah for sure for sure so that's that's a little trump talk uh i want to get before we move to something a little more uh uh i guess goo i got some really goofy shit good for today but uh i wanted to uh i wanted to talk about nancy pelosi's day today which uh was what she do really fun uh i got this article from the san francisco chronicle and uh House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declined to apologize Wednesday for her visit to a San Francisco hair salon that was supposed to be closed under the city's coronavirus pandemic rules and suggested the business had tricked her. Okay. <laughs> she said she that's took... A, that's, a, that's the headline? <laughs> that's the first paragraph. Okay, okay. The headline is uh, Nancy Pelosi calls salon visit a setup and refuses to apologize. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said she took responsibility for failing for falling for the setup to have her hair done inside the salon Monday, but the San Francisco Democrats said that if anyone owes an apology, it's a salon. I think that this salon owes me an apology for setting me up, she said in an event <laughs> school reopenings in Damn. san francisco why'd you tell <laughs> i was trying to let you do this what's she speaker of the house or something <laughs> yeah i was trying to let you do my hair like why do you have to tell people about yeah, it why do you put is... it on an instagram story now everybody knows <laughs> why wouldn't you you're running a goddamn salon the speaker of the house comes in do you not want people to know that you cut her hair where are they at san francisco Oh, so California, you can't cut hair? That's what they're saying. Pelosi's hey, visit to Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, my beard is super long because I'm not going to the... I'm not getting my hair cut. My barber is suffering. Yes. And you have plenty of hair to Pelosi's grow. visit to the salon set off a firestorm when Fox News posted security footage of it Tuesday. <laughs> security footage? <laughs> I love it though. I I love Ill this. It's, this illegal is haircuts is cool to me though. Yeah, yeah. 
But, well, I mean, when you... Okay. Her visit you know? happened one day before salons in the city were allowed to open for business. One day? Okay. But only outdoors. <laughs> so they're still not allowed. The state began allowing salons and barbershops to reopen indoor service Monday after having it barred for most of the pandemic. But individual counties can keep closures in place. In the Bay Area, San Francisco, and Alameda counties are not allowing salons to have customers indoors. Pelosi indicated that e-salon in the Marina District, where she had her hair done Monday, had given her an incorrect version of the rules. She is in was it the government. James O'Keefe? Was I, it James O'Keefe's <laughs> salon? Did he start a salon to set her ass up? How did they pull that off? How did... Dude, they flim-flammed her. They, they got her. Hey, Nancy. Hey, yeah, we'll give you a blowout. I know it's a day early, but anything, you know, for the Speaker of the House... Uh, I don't know what she does. I take responsibility for trusting the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And when they said we're able to accommodate people one person at a time, I trusted that. The speaker said during a combative exchange with reporters in the empty schoolyard of Mission Education Center Elementary School. They're fighting over this at an elementary school. She's at an elementary school. People got nothing to do. People got nothing else to do except for fight about haircuts right now. A lawyer for the stylist who did Pelosi's hair said in a letter released Wednesday evening, the the salon's owner had reopened her business in April in violation of various public health orders. The letter also charged that the owner objected to Pelosi's salon visit after the fact because of her political leanings. Okay. Oh, the owner didn't want her. Wait, the Uh, owner was like, wanted to cancel it? So the owner was like, she didn't want Pelosi to come to the place. Because she doesn't like her politics, okay. so when Pelosi came to the place, they uh, they uh, they so basically, I'm what, on the salon side. I am too. You're running, you. I mean, you're running a no mask business, right? You're running a legal ass business, and the Democrat that go is out there trying to to act better than anybody else in the fucking country, and that knows best, the most arrogant motherfucking person on the planet. She comes to your salon to get blown out. I definitely would have told on her for sure. I I was I would sell weed to anybody in this fucking city, but as soon as the mayor did it, I would make it a scandal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kias earlier told Fox that she'd been unable to prevent Pelosi's visit. She said an independent stylist who rents a chair in her establishment was the one who hosted Pelosi. Kias said she received a text message Sunday that the speaker would be coming in. So you she know she's got- a stoolie though. Why would you hire the why would you hire her? You know she would like she seems compromised as it is, right? Well, okay, so here's what it seems like happened, right? There's an independent contract because they rent booths. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yep. So there's one owner that owns the salon. Yep. She rents booths out to a stylist. This stylist is Nancy Pelosi's hairstylist, I guess. On the reg? I guess. I mean, I don't know how they set up the appointment somehow. She's like, I hate, I mean, I hate her heart. I hate her politics, but God damn, she cuts hair good. Yeah. She what arranged. Do they talk about, do they just do like some like William F. Buckley shit like in the chair? I don't know. So then she, she cuts it. She does this. So she puts the appointment down. Right. And explains. Cause when you have the speaker of the house come to your salon, there's probably security detail yeah. that has to understand NDA. that you're going to be there. I, right? need to, I need, I need to put your phone in the Louis CK bag. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there has to be that. And what I suppose happened was the, Stylists let the owner of the salon know 
that she was having Nancy Pelosi come in uh-huh. and nobody else was going to be there because nobody else is allowed to cut hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only one privileged person in this county that can and get their hair cut. So the owner of the salon appears to be a Republican. Right. And she's pissed. Yeah. So she's like, I'll yeah, just send the security footage to Fox News. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> Why would you ever... In your life, expect to get a fair shake from those somebody like that. <laughs> Someone who's proudly an anti-masker that that is is during all of this. Why would you go? Yeah, yeah. Why she's... don't you try to cut yourself at, your hair at home like the rest of us and make a fucking joke out of it? Be relatable for once. Well, not all of us can break the fucking law to get our haircuts. Yeah. It says the owner of the, uh, a lawyer for cosmetologist Jonathan Denardo said his client got advance approval from Kios to serve Pelosi two days before her appointment on Monday. Mrs. Kios took special interest in the appointment during this telephone call, wherein she made several vitriolic and incendiary comments about Speaker Pelosi and her purported responsibility what? for temporarily suspending the operations of Mrs. Kios's business. Oh, she gave she gave her a fucked up haircut too. You know she was that shit's on. Well, she didn't the do the haircut. He, a guy, did the haircut. Jonathan Donardo did the haircut. Okay, okay, but the owner, but he let the owner of the place know because he has to. He's an independent. Hairstyle. Sure. Right? Miss Kios owns the salon. Uh-huh. He tells her Nancy Pelosi's coming in. She's uh, like, ah, oh, you know, that, you know, all kinds of words. Yeah. She's probably used the C word. I can guarantee it. Women love to use the C that word. That is true. Women will they use go there. the C word on another woman like crazy. And I won't. Especially of the right... Of the right wing persuasion. Oh my God! Yeah, oh, she's a cunt. <laughs> you know it comes out. It just yeah. is just that is their way of talking. You know. Yeah, I'd like to be bad to the bone. And she, she say the probably bad, say the stuff you can't say. Stuff. And then here's what I you do if you're the hairstylist, right? And you if you care about Nancy Pelosi, and you care about her po- political stuff, right? You say. Oof, I don't know, man. The owner of this place ain't too fond of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like hip, hip her to what's going on. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah, because it is fucking really funny. To me, I find it very funny that she was like, yeah, bring that bitch in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll release the fucking security footage because you know what else happened during this thing, right? They're petty. She gets her hair done. Uh-huh. She gets her hair washed. She's walking away from where they wash the hair, mask around her neck, not even on her face. They got pictures of that. They got motherfucking security footage of even that. They don't. E- th- these criminals don't even know how to get caught. Not get caught slipping. I know. Like, she is fucked. That is a fucked. Let move me be there. speaker of the house. I'll be squeaky clean for pictures. I mean, there's no fucking possible way you would have got me in. Like, no. I would have felt like I was being set up. Oh, I know. You know? There's times where I felt like I was being set up for, for nothing. You know? Like, you know, you get a fucking DM that's a little bit that asks you a question. You're like, what's this motherfucker up to? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not even the speaker of house where people are legitimately actually always trying to set you up. Right, right. No, I'm definitely nervous. There's lots of, yeah, there's lots of messages I get where I'm like, who could this be? Like, <laughs> what's the angle on this? Are they on the make? Yeah. <laughs> Most of them are really innocent. Oh, I know. And They're cool nice And they people. just want to like send you a t-shirt or something like that. But, you know, there's there are times where you're like, 
Well, Nancy Pelosi didn't even consider it. No, she, she never think, like, thought know, that some some and some uh, some right wing salon would set her up. Like, yeah. Well, they didn't set her up. She she chose to do it. Honestly, she's responsible. I don't I don't think they're they don't have a problem at all. They caught her. Like, if she doesn't, if she thinks it's horse shit, she should go tweet like, "This is kind of horse shit. I want to get my hair cut." Like, she should be yeah. Pelosi should be grown enough to say like. I'm about to get my hair cut, and I think it's okay. She'd go on Instagram Live and do it. When you're faking the funk on a nasty dunk, like, you're going to get caught. Yeah, I'm kind of on the side, too, where it's like, she, she's not innocent. I, and I do think the word setup is a bit fucking much. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I guess, technically, it was... You got caught. Yeah, slipping. you got caught. You it got wasn't, caught. Yeah. because That's it, what happened. You are culpable. You are responsible you simply could not just trim your bangs at home like everybody else. Because it it technically, I guess, in the truest sense of the word, it was a setup. But it was a to- such an easily avoidable setup that I don't think that, like, you could even categorize it as some, like... That, like they're categorizing it as some, like, genius... <laughs> Like I mean, she's like this is this salon. These genius political minds at this salon got me this time. It's not. It's I, fucking really just being like a tiny bit careful. It's understanding yeah. that when you're a proponent of shutdown, that like you are a politician. Because I believe in the shutdown too. I don't go right. to fucking. There's restaurants no, and shit, you right. know? I don't, like, let it slide by. And for me, even if I did go to a restaurant, that wouldn't fucking mean anything because I don't have any fucking power at all, you know? It would mean I was a hypocrite, which is, sure. like, whatever, you know? For her, she, like, actually has power. She actually says these things. She, you have to fucking be... You can't not be the person, you know? You have to do it. Yeah. God, she stinks. Just I don't know. It's just you gotta play the game. Like you're in the you're you're doing this. Play your game. Like wait one fucking day. That's some house of cards shit, right? Stupid. Well no, I don't think you can even do it in one day. You had to do it outside. Oh, sure. Even one day. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 is really dumb. Uh and just shows like the weakness. They they aren't willing to get your haircut outside. Like you gotta fucking buck up. Like we're finding yeah. some some nasty people here. What a they're fucking, so fucking stupid. It's just yeah, they're they're the yeah. they're the ones on our side, and they're the smart ones. They're supposed to be the intellectual ones, right? Republicans are supposed to be stupid, which they are, but the fucking Democrats are also like people are like Queen Nancy Slay and stuff like that, and you're just like, I mean, she just fell for like the oldest trick in the book, man. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. I mean, if uh. Yeah, I definitely don't want to get caught like going doing that when it would hurt. I don't. It's obvious. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, it feels like even if it is a people are going to come after you. I know. I know. Small business owners, especially, and to not know that this is somebody that had already been in trouble for being open after the after the lockdown started to just be kind of like, man, this person was playing fast and loose with the rules anyway. And to, to then if she's, she's like, I trusted the salon and you're like, well, you should know the fucking laws. Right. Why are you trusting us? You're the fucking law person. 
and you're trusting a salon to interpret the law for you. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, they suck. Wow. That is a good story, though. That is a good fucking story. Yeah. So I have... Just, like, moron shit. Sorry, go ahead. I have a weird question for you that I saw on Twitter today. It was Mm -hmm. a viral tweet that you probably saw. I believe you 100% saw it. Okay. But I thought it it was kind of funny. It's from Chris Belcher. Uh, Chris underscore Belcher on Twitter. And it says, today in professoring, a student is visibly smoking a joint in my large lecture course. Ideas on how to address this welcome. Is it fine? Maybe it's fine. And uh, I'm going to answer it's fine. It's totally okay. If they're at home, they can smoke a joint, you know? I, I've always been under the mind that you're not allowed to smoke a joint when you're at college because it involves smoking. You don't want all the weed smoke going around. They'd be fine with an edible, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that as well. I do appreciate, I know that, like, I made a snide, or I made a snarky comment on the tweet. Uh, but the, I do appreciate that they did like post like, or is it just fine? Maybe it's a, it's a me problem. And I definitely think it is like, uh, you don't know how things get done because we're not allowed to openly be high. So, uh, you probably don't know how kids make it through your fucking classes. That's the thing too. It's, it's the, uh, uh, uh I, I gotta think that tons of fucking people are high in our class every day. Right. And, uh, you just, but- that's part of. You know, it's Teaching. a it's a matter. I mean, I guess for me, it, it's a it's a it's an appeal to authority, um, which is something that still it doesn't live inside of me. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm like a crank child forever. I'm a Peter Pan, um, but at the same time, I do understand this idea of like uh, of like responsible ways of doing things or respect or. Something so I can imagine like you're a teacher and you're like this fucking person smoking a joint right in my face. You know, you feel yeah. like somebody's just like disrespecting the shit out of you. But if you ever hung out with somebody smoking a joint, like that's for them. That's not really like they're not trying to say anything to anybody else. Like when I smoke a joint, that's just my thing. You don't have to. I don't have to pass it. Like you don't have to have it. But like it's just a me thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I look at it like. If people are at home, then it's their house and they can do what yeah. they want. And yeah. I've talked about this boundary that drives me fucking crazy with the work from home stuff. The Zoom, the Zoom backgrounds have become a conversation. Yeah. I've seen tweets and TikToks about like, you know, what your background is. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is that like other people live in the place that you're working, you know? Yeah. And the other side of that has to expect some noise or... Uh, uh, people just living their lives yeah. in some way. Erica works in the kitchen and I load the dishwasher on a Zoom call sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You get yelled at? Yeah, she fucking yells at me all the time. <sighs> she, I got yelled at but so much too. Here's the here's the game, man. The way way to do it, start loading, a, so loading it when she's on the Zoom call because then what she says, fucking stop, I'll load it when I'm done. And you're like, that's done. Yeah. I did it. I just did the dishes without actually loading the dishes. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like, uh, uh, you know, I just leave now every day because I can't do anything. My wife's sitting in a living room. It's not like I lay around and watch TV. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, mm, what would I even do if I was home? You know, just gone all day. Come yeah. Home, you know, at the end of the day after walking all day. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a, like a really funny 
little thing. And, and, uh, so I also saw, uh, it's like a, a, a post from somebody named Ilex on Twitter. And, and this, he called it the most deranged LinkedIn guy shit ever. And this guy is a guy, uh, Jake Jorseth. And it's called Let's Talk Gen Z. And he's the founder of Trendsetters with no vowels. So T-R-N-D-S-T-T-R-S. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those companies. The no vowels company, okay? They're like, what we love, bro, what we're doing is what we love. People that talk like that. Yeah. Bro, we're going to like totally change the scene and make everything different than whatever has ever happened before. It's about revolutionizing pipelines and making everything different, man. And this is about work, okay? Um, if I could legally mandate our team to follow a diet, fitness, education, and self-care plan, I would do so in a heartbeat. While I can't enforce that, here's what it would look like. So we're going to get ourselves a nice little, uh, 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 some help from a founder of Turnsters. 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 We're turnsterting over here. <laughs> we should just start pronouncing everything without I'm the. I'm tired of the no vowels. Get the vowels back in. Yeah, we know? don't do work for free. I know. You're implying vowels, but like that requires work from me. I charge like $20 an hour for that. I mean, now when you see no vowels, you should be on guard a little bit. Like, oh, we're still doing that? Jesus fucking Christ, man. What's yeah. wrong with vowels? I saw and everybody's I, getting rid of vowels still. I, I mean, I think. I know. But do, is there a company that I deal with on a regular basis that doesn't have vowels? There is an I ice don't cream think, shop here that's supposed to be really good called Cream. Kermda. Crumda? C-R-M. Kermda. Right? They're Kerm. And I want to go there, but Ooh, I haven't this, yet. This Kerma Kerm is so good. <laughs> this Kermy, this Kerm is it so Kermy. It would be Sir Kerm, Sea Kerm, Sea Kerm, because you got to take the I and the E out too. Sea Kerm. Kerm. Uh, Kerm. So this is what this fucking weirdo uh, uh, would, would make his workers do if he could, which is like, we're, this is. Not far into the future yeah. where they'll be able to do this. Um, guided meditation, which no, you're not guiding my meditation, sir. <laughs> like I'm this, not going to have my boss guide my meditation. This is the workplace of the future? This is, this is what he would do. Okay. If he could legally mandate his workers. Oh, to got do it. it. If this okay. was like the National Labor Organization laid yeah. this out. Well, no, if you were just allowed to do this. If you were just allowed to tell your employees what you wanted them, how you wanted to live their life. Okay. This the is the best what advice. You would do. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So guided meditation. Okay. One gallon of water. Makes... I think you guys drink more than I've that, heard right? that. No, I think a gallon's enough. It's a gallon? Yeah. Okay. One homemade wellness shot, apple cider vinegar, turmeric, ginger, Himalayan salt, black pepper, and lemon. That's all the that's all the classics. <laughs> Where's hibiscus? <laughs> he didn't put no hibiscus in there. What about goji berry? Uh, no, that was all of them. That's your wellness. No, shot. that is like a that is a complete like uh, old wives' tale of of health and medicine. It is just a bunch of shit, you know. One short hit workout in the AM. H I I T. I don't high intensity interval training. Interval training. Workout that's in the morning. Um, that's like you know you do like eight sets 
of 40 seconds of hardcore workout with 20 second, 20 second breaks in between. Okay. A longer cardio or strength workout in the PM, depending on your fitness goals. So workout seems two like t- they're your fitness goals. My dude. Yeah. <laughs> One book this a is, week. So the person that the, this is the person that works at cream. This is the person that serves ice cream <laughs> for their a, job should work out two times a day and read one book. This is a guy that works at turnsters. Uh, uh, one book summary per day. So he has to do, Ooh. you have to do a book summary for your boss every day. <laughs> That's in- interesting. I've been reading this thing I've, called <laughs> Capital by uh, an author named Karl Marx. And he's pointed out that you're worthless, sir. I uh, try to read one book summary a day. <laughs> yes. I, Cliff Notes. You ever seen them? They're They're great. Like you can just read a book in one day. Imagine your boss made you bring in, do a summary of what you read the night before, and they're forcing a you fucking to read book books. report. Fucking oh, you're doing a book people. report. At, uh, you're getting minimum wage at Kermed, and you have to do a book report now. <laughs> <laughs> and work out two times a day. Yes, intermittent fasting six days a week. God damn, dog. That's a that's called an eating disorder. That I guess no phone slash electronics before 9 a.m. and after 10 p.m. <laughs> what was it again? No phone or electronics before 9 a.m. and after 10 p.m. You get to use your electronics between yeah. 9 and 10. That's it. And then it's fucking get all candlelight from there. You got to read your book at that point. Time know? for book learning. Yeah. Yeah. Five-year goals listed on paper every morning. <laughs> What? I don't change them every Paper morning. Paper or papyrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three gratitudes written down. Every day? Yeah, every oh, goddamn no. day. God I feel three not, gratitudes. No, not three. Fuck, I have a hard time feeling three gratitudes a week. I can. Have, I have a half. Yeah, I usually get one gratitude in. And one gratitude every and, two days. And it's preceded, my gratitude is preceded by... Uh, what you just did? You know, by me <laughs> complaining. It's me complaining. Like I don't want to go to I I, I don't want to go to work. But yeah. you know, I'm very lucky I get to be a podcaster. Right. <laughs> That's how my gratitudes always are. They start with a complaint. My gratitude and then go to gratitude. It's like, wow, I can't believe Dairy Queen has this non-dairy dilly bar now. Tastes like shit. I hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day dopamine detox. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you get off that? <laughs> no entertainment, no food, no coffee, just boredom. So that's what this guy would uh, yeah. mandate his workers do, and that's why this sounds like. Yeah, this is like pre-Christ religious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why tech guys, we can't trust tech guys. Yeah, don't tr- trust like, tech people ever. Not- this is impossible to live by. Yeah. And I mean, what is the, what is like the hard on for restricting yourself? Yeah. Like he's just can't, can't take it. And is just like, I only eat during these hours. And I look at my phone during these, I have rules for every hour of the fucking day. Yeah. And and it's like, like, uh, uh, the dopamine detox. You couldn't even read your book that day. Yeah, that's true. You kind of just have to, maybe I would do that though. You want to try a dopamine detox? Sometimes I wake up and I just want to go back to bed. And if I could do that all day long and call it like a dopamine detox, I think that sounds healthy. I mean, you can't do any. That's fine. It's no, like I, they, they have, I've read the I, pieces about it where you're, you just like, you can take slow walks 
Okay. Because you can't get your yeah, heart yeah, rate yeah, yeah. up or anything like that. And you just You can like, mope. You can fucking mope. It's a mopey day. That's what it is. It's a day-long mope. I like that. <laughs> I, I One time, when, when we had to do the live show on Friday, um, I woke up and my wife was like, she was being nice and helpful and all of this stuff. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, we have a show tonight. And literally what I want to do is lay stick straight on the bed and close my eyes for six hours until it's time to do the show. Like I really sometimes would just love to lay still for 24 hours. I mean, I'll say this before I come over here to, to record, especially on Sundays, I'll take my walk. I'll try to get home by six and then, uh, I just want to sit in the living room on the couch until eight. Sit sideways, man. And just like, well, yeah, I like lay down. My I back like sit on my, I, what I do is I sit on the chaise part of my enormous couch and uh, maybe I'll look at my phone. That's why dopamine detox would never work for me. But like, it is fucking silent. I like silence. Yeah. And I like to just sit there. I like to just sit there and look at my phone while my wife looks at her phone so I don't have to fucking entertain her and just that's it. It's just yeah. sitting there. You know? My mild dopamine detox recently has been that Tour de France stuff because it feels like that slow TV, how they talk about in like one of those Aryan countries, how you can watch trains all day long. Like just I'm watching guys ride up a fucking side of a mountain for four hours and it puts me right to bed. Yeah. And I don't check my phone either. Like, I just lay there, stick straight, like I'm in a coffin. And I love it. And I'm just, like, staring at guys just slowly right up the side of a fucking mountain. And, like, I'm in heaven. You know, when Gwen was really young and I was listening to Opie and Anthony, like, all the way through every day. Not for research for Shocktober. <laughs> right. Like, it's part of your life. And uh, that shows about four hours. And Ron and Fez was three hours. And uh, when she was real little, I would go in her bedroom while she was trying to go to sleep because she didn't want to be in there by herself. And I would lay on the floor with the lights out and just listen to Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, like all the way through. Uh-huh. No phone because there weren't really smartphones at that time. Wait, you played it out loud? No, I had oh, my headphones, headphones on and yeah. I just laid on the floor. And But like... I was doing nothing else. Yeah. Like there was nothing else happening. I wasn't like playing a game on my, you know, shitty cell phone yeah. or anything. I was just laying on the floor, just listening to radio. And it was like, it did, I think, get me through some of I, those rough days. Do quarantine did that to me late at night. Like, because my whole sleep schedule has been upended and, and my lovely wife has given me the okay to, to live my best life. But like late at night, I have been on the couch and just listen to like what a time pod and let it just slip away. I, and I love it. Like I don't have to do anything else. Like I, I literally get to enjoy it because a lot of podcasting to me uh, in like talk radio is like, uh, while I'm doing the dishes, yes. while I'm cooking dinner, like I usually designate it for work things. Like a lot of people decide that like, that's where I listen to when I'm getting work done, which makes sense. But I, I definitely, like to just hear people talk. I started listening to a sleep podcast. Even I have like blue, I have the Bluetooth headphones now and I like, uh, I like listening to that sleep with me podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes you go to bed. Yeah. Like you listen to it and you're like, this guy sucks. This is stupid. This isn't going to work. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, 
there's something to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just boring. You know what it's I like mean? It's like having like, the TV on in the background. Yeah, and I, I don't like watching TV before. I, I don't like sound when I'm trying to sleep. Really? Like, yeah. My, it doesn't. I, rem, I was talking to my, I remember when I had a CD player. I would, like, back then they had CDRs, and I bugged my parents to get me something that played CDRs that could load MP3s off a CDR. So I'd have, like, 300 minutes of fucking music. And when I was 17 years old, I would plug an over-the-head thing into my ears, and I would play punk music as loud as I could and just lay my head on a pillow and go right to bed to it. Yeah, I mean, I did that. I think when I was younger, I played music to fall asleep. Uh, and I, I, I don't know how well it worked. I, I, I don't have, I have a recollection that I listened to the hot nine at nine on the pop station yeah. on the radio. So I could hear the top nine hottest songs in, in the land, hottest pop songs. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then I don't know, man. Katie watches TV in bed. Not anymore. Cause we, I broke the fucking TV. Yeah. But that's uh, your way to get rid of it. Oh shit. I got to buy one this week. Uh, uh, they're cheap. I know. They're I, cheaper than hell, I dog. I it off. And I know I should. Get, it's rude. Here's the thing. And and I'm saying this. She's going to listen to this show. And she's going to be so annoyed. I'm putting it off because it's like really not important to me. And it doesn't bother me that there's not sure. TV in the room. And it feels you bad. You want to force her hand. Can. It's like if you care so much about TV in the bedroom, go down to Micro Center yourself. That's how I feel she could order the TV. But yeah. she's like just, you know, she's, she's like got it off me. Honeydew list, You know, man. get a TV like. You know, get something, whatever inches, you know, whatever, what was the last one? Because I just imagine, imagine making a list for your wife of a to-do list of things to buy for (laughs) for you. Imagine you slide that her way. I mean, I would rather buy the stuff myself. (laughs) Yeah, I like buying stuff. It's fucking wild that she, but, but yeah, I, I need to do it this time because last month. When we got paid, I said, I will get you a TV. And then I bought myself a pair of climbing pants. <laughs> I was like, yeah. eh, I don't want to get the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I know. You I got to get the damn TV. I don't like it, though. Yeah, spread the wealth. The noise. It's of the, the TV. Because she watches it in bed. Yeah. And if I want to go to bed, which usually she goes to bed before me. I don't know why. But on the weekends, she stays up very late. If she stays up watching TV in bed, then I'm just laying in bed waiting for the fucking TV to go off. You I can't cannot go sleep. sleep with the TV on at all. No voice. You have just one. You always have like one ear that's perked up and listening, or no? It just just a fan. It annoys me, man. I roll all over the place. It's just the fan is it. If I don't, I need the fan and nothing else to fall asleep. It's, yeah, it's probably bad, but I feel like that's how most people are supposed. They always tell you, "Don't look at your phone." I don't look at. Yeah, my you shouldn't phone. have TV. You shouldn't have lights on. I read a book. I I'm in bed. I, yeah. That's a good idea. Two hours a night. Usually. I would have to say for me, I do study. I try to pay attention to like the science of all of this stuff. But now I am really into like just that McDonald's ass lifestyle of having the TV like on 90. Just blare that shit yeah. until I fucking go to bed. I love it. Like this loud ass fucking TV just just going full bore while people sleep to it. For sure. Well, I, I can't. I, I don't. I want to change my ways, and maybe I will. But right now, like it's it's really doing it for me. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, I I, I got some audio I wanted to play. Uh, I think we can have a little fun with this. I was uh, checking out human resources role play videos today on on uh, YouTube. Really? And they have that ship videos. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I thought we would check out. Yeah, I want to see them. Leadership videos. Well, you can't see them, but you can plug your headphones in and you can hear them, which is the only way I've I've seen them too. So uh, uh, I found a guy uh, named Craig Schinkel from leaderfeeder.com. And uh, he gives some advice to management. I thought, you know, maybe we look and see who's what's going on in management. Uh, I did label one, play this one. So I think we Makes should play sense. that one, you know? So here we go. Uh, maybe I'll do some setup here. So the managers give, uh, the topic is, this is for coaching a difficult employee. How to make it through. Okay. If Manager gives constructive feedback to an employee who insults other employees and dominate, dominates the meeting. Uh-oh. So this is a role play. Let's, uh, let's, let's hear some business shit. You know what I mean? Beastie Boys, a little bit of Beastie Boys at the beginning, just... This shit's funky. It is. All right. Good afternoon. My name is Corey, and I'll be Hi, your Corey. narrator for this wonderful episode of Coaching. Ooh. So first off, what is coaching? To provide positive and constructive feedback to employees to sustain or enhance performance. That's what coaching is. Let us consider ah. some of the top performers. Tiger Woods, LeBron James, <laughs> Peyton Manning. What <laughs> you here at Target uh, or like a spreadsheet place? You're like tiger, yeah. you. You want to be the fucking be the Tiger, tiger Woods of, of spreadsheets. spreadsheets. You know, you're not. Just they all have money. in common. They all have coaches. Wow. This Individuals is... do not typically take the time to self-assess. We need someone to process? create a secure. Yeah. So this video is from 2010. Yeah. This is basically a 23-year-old Instagram life coach before Instagram was around. Yeah. He's going to teach us how to coach a difficult employee, Brett. So I'm He's ready for expert advice. Yeah. He coaches, you know. Environment so they can help raise self-awareness and point us in the right direction. Okay. Hey, is somebody talking about the background? Coaching this is like a, a college presentation. Employee who tends to hinder the rest of the employees on their performance, on sales, and their achievements in the work environment. Okay. This type of situation of requires the proper approach from the sales manager. Coaching takes time, and it involves commitment, practice, persistence, and the desire to CPP. actively participate yeah. in the employee's time, development. You know. So with that said, Here we go. here's the situation. All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for showing up today. Um, I'd like to discuss an <laughs> issue is a with student our project. <laughs> I'm learning a lot here. It's got sales for the quarter, right? Where did you for find sure. this? YouTube. I was looking at HR role plays. Okay. You want to stop it? No, no. I'm just saying this is insane. For some reason, through our first and third quarter, we seem to be doing really good in sales. Okay. And then once we got to the fourth quarter, our sales dropped. To zero, actually. The, what do you think the, of the team we could do graph, through our sales? The graph shows it at zero. Because, and it went up. And he's like, oh, this quarter's great. Oh, it's all great. It went way up. And then it was like, boom, down to nothing again. You yeah. know? It, it bottomed was, out at zero. Um, I think we should improve our quality because that will increase our customer satisfaction, will lead to customers' loyalty for products, and higher consumption. Okay. Oh, and did you read that in the latest Business Weekly? 
Or did your mommy tell you that this morning as she was packing your Lunchables? Our uh, quality... That guy's rude. What is this? What a rude man. Fine. That's I a think. good joke, though. It's Back in 2010, that would have hit. That was hitting hard. What if we deal straight with our final consumer via phone calls, emails, catalogs to improve our customers' relations to laugh. and to hear their feedback so we can improve our product? That's a good point, Andres. Keep that in mind. You know you gargle when you talk. It's really <laughs> disgusting, and it's distracting to whatever it is that you're saying. This All guy looks like a dick. Email. They chose the right guy. <laughs> Maybe he rolled his sleeves up and like did his collar the way he is. Maybe like it looks like maybe he dressed to be a dick. Yeah, he's a naturally an asshole. Know? Yeah, he's like, oh man, wait, let me get my like. He probably is an asshole like this all the time. He looks. Emails and phone calls are going to drive up our costs. That's money that this company does not have. Okay. Elizabeth, you're being kind of quiet. Do you have anything you'd like to say? No, I'm okay. Of course you don't. I have something to say. Oh, excuse me. He's taking over the meeting. All right, let's start from scratch here. The clock. We got a clock now. I hate Dan. He thinks he's better than everyone else. I told him I slept with my mom in confidence. I don't know why she she said I told him I live with my mom in confidence. Like she didn't want anybody to know she lived with her mom. Yeah, that's. Oh, this guy, that's a funny one. He doesn't think anything. He's a big demo. I can't express any of my ideas around Dan. I hate this job. After this meeting, I'm going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Smart idea. <laughs> and that's uh, pretty much all I have to say. All right. It's great. He has all well, Y and X. He plans on making money. money. Pure gold. If everyone had as much talent as I and my pinky toe, then this company would be on top. I think we had, uh, I think we had put together some good ideas, and that's going to be the end of our meeting today. Thank you. So that is the the bad employee part, okay? Uh-huh. Which is the only fun part to watch, because then they do the good employee part, and it's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. So let's check out Craig Schinkel. Uh, and see what he's up to. He's a little more professional. And yeah, uh, like, that was brutal. Yeah, that, that was, was bad. really bad. Why did I choose that one? <laughs> All right. You said play this one. I did. I, I put play. Eh, that's fine. Uh, uh, so this is frontline leadership. Oh, I like this. This looks this good. This is Craig Schinkel. There's graphics in this. <laughs> he's got tech fleece on or something. Oh, no, he's just tucked in. How can you as a supervisor stop excess socializing on your team? Uh-oh. This is this is good information for our listeners and for us because we Ex- like to do that excess socializing. Yeah, like too much. Yeah, we're all a family here, but we don't want to do any excess socializing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm Greg Schenkel, president of Unique Training and <laughs> Development and Frontline Leadership Systems, and today let's look at how you as a leader should address uh, when the team members on your team are doing a little too much socializing and not looks- working enough. And for folks that can't see it, he looks like the most unlikable person at your job that tells on you for having too much fun. <laughs> he absolutely found his place. He found a, he found his place to, to tell on people he's for, also, for having a good time. He's also doing this in the like the basement of, of like a boiler room or he's something. In, he's in front of re- refrigeration products, some sort of hose line. What is this? Like, I, I, he's just—is this where they do 
It's where work happens, basically. He's 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 an employee coach. He's supposed to be a coach. Like he's a HR. coach. Yeah, he's the leader feeder. And well, he does that from the boiler room. Yeah, well, I know it makes him look less important to be doing it. it in a hey hey craig can you make your videos down in the basement let's get the, <laughs> let's do the nitty-gritty of personal relationships as we're at work and excess socializing <laughs> work remember isn't meant to be a dungeon we're not here to sort of wipe the smiles off everyone's hey, faces and not allow them to talk to each other of course not but what do you do when <laughs> but we have to take maybe we have to we, we have to put a bot we have to put a cork on that I mean, <laughs> we have fun here, but then it's like, let's not have fun fun. Yeah. We are getting paid to do something. We're not getting paid to have fun. <laughs> it's not a dungeon, but we're not getting paid to have fun. Too much time socializing when they should be working. Again, Uh-oh. it's a tough situation because most people think a little bit of socializing is okay. It's only when uh-huh. it gets carried away, it becomes a problem. Oh. Now, this Uh-oh. is all based on the concept that a steady pace of work generally gets more work done than allowing idle time to consume work hours without producing anything. So, so he's basically <laughs> saying the best case scenario for me as a manager is nonstop work without ever giving people a second to look up and maybe get comfortable or anything like that. We just we have them for eight hours and we want them to be consistently, constantly working and not talking to each other for that entire eight yeah. hours. So if people were talking while they're working, potentially that's okay. Okay. You just don't want people yeah. not working while they're talking because that what? ends up actually hurting your production numbers. And you could point that out to people, yeah. of course, oh, as well. Yeah, they care. So idle time is really your biggest enemy from a production standpoint. Whistle while you now, work, right? I've got a few yeah. ideas. Okay, here we three go. Three tips specifically tips. to reduce excess socializing on your team. How do you do this? Um, the first tip is, of course, to observe and comment. Now, when you observe and comment, what you're really doing is you're like solidarity the among the workforce. Something. So let's say you go by a group of workers and you notice that they're standing there talking again, not by itself a terrible thing. But then you come back again, you know, five, seven, eight oh, minutes no. later, and they're still standing there talking. Eight minutes. Uh, at that point, you might want to say, and it could just be as simple as saying, guys, we need to make sure we get back to work. We've got a busy day ahead. And you're just making a comment. You're not disciplining. Which, by the way, like somebody has to be told this there's like a person that's a manager at a job that right. has to be told like this is advice this guy's like, gonna probably be paid ten thousand dollars to come to your company to tell your manager <laughs> why don't you say i don't want you talking to each other <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't get like i don't i don't get why somebody has to be told to be a human you know what i mean because it's just like a human thing you know to walk Not up and say, is hey, what? No, no, no. I'm saying that, like, the way that he's saying right now to deal with it is a very human way to deal with it and a way that, like, should be your first instinct when I if don't... you're trying to get people not to do chatter. Yes, I think they should chatter all day, 10, 12 hours. But I'm saying that, like, that is, I mean, I would think that would be the solution. I don't, I'm, I mean, I think that. People can get the work done. If you, if you tell them what they want done, you shouldn't like have any sort of opinion on how they do it. If they talk for eight minutes, if they talk for 12 minutes, if they talk for 30 minutes and then work double hard for 30 minutes, the work gets done the same 
Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like just his first suggestion his first thing, is a total. I hate like, that though. Wait, because like thing. I know there's work to do. I'm here for work. <laughs> you bug me. I fucking hate you. And every time you're a part of my life, that's why he's there. It's just to say, if you don't go to work, I'm going to be a bigger part of your life, and I'm a disgusting fucking slime. Yeah, ball. I'm Craig Schinkel. Them or anything, you're just observing and commenting on what you're seeing. Again, they might get in a little bit of a hump, but when they a just humph. know that all you expect them to do is to keep working, uh, they're going to be more successful. All right. Well, the second tip is discussing <laughs> the impact. So, uh, and again, you're doing this in a they very... They don't care if you're successful. No. <laughs> they don't. They want to be successful at keeping this job by the end of the night. Yeah. Very conversational way, but you could say, guys, I know that it probably, you don't like it when I come up to you and say, hey, we need to get back to work. <laughs> I just need to know that those extra minutes that we're losing in that really keeps us from hitting our production target. There's way more problems if you're not hitting your production target because people are talking for eight minutes. Everybody, There's got to be like more problems than just... Eight minutes isn't going to do it. (laughs) Eight minutes. We're fucking missing our targets by... Our production targets by eight minutes. And that's when you guys were over there talking about... Uh, love is blind. <laughs> uh, target, but the the target numbers also. It's like you don't like you don't want to hit those, or like you don't want to hit one. You don't want to hit any more than that. Yeah, you want to hit exactly the number, maybe like one more. Tell me what the target number is, and if we do that, don't get mad at me because I was smoking instead of like working on getting more than the target numbers. We are going to do the target number. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the weird. They're, they're just trying to get extra work out of you. They're just trying to get extra when it's like, what do you need? What do you actually need? Right. And again, instead of babies, totally, instead of fucking babysitting me, what do you want done? You want a thousand pieces done today. We're going to do that. And we're going to talk for 12 minutes before it fucking happens. Right. Right. And you know, you just, your supervisor sits and, and, and they like, have nothing else to do except for bother. Yeah. They're watching these videos when they get home yep. from work, the leader feeder videos. Oh, yeah. I just, I guess and, I said, you know, some days we fall behind. YouTube so I'd rather us work at a steady pace. And so I, that's why I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just You're trying being to mean make though. sure that you understand that that's when mean. we lose that time in production, this it affects such a long number. window. You're, you're talking, you're talking to me in, like in I'm seven years old. That feels fucking mean to me. I know. You're talking to me as if I'm not paid a wage to get a job done and I know what I'm fucking doing. You've now, you've now confronted me and treated me like somebody that doesn't know what's supposed to happen, even though I've been here for years now. You've just done a, a 30 second version of shh. Yeah. Like that's basically what they're doing. It's like a 30 second version of just shushing. I would rather just you come up and say, stop talking to each other and go to work. (laughs) I don't want you to side in like, Hey guys, I love chatting with you too, man. Love to love to get some extra in, you know, but like, let's think about it. Like we're here talking about beer and football and what's happening in production numbers. You know, like it all makes sense if you do the math. (laughs) with excess socializing is, of course, to get a commitment to change. Now, anytime that you're actually disciplining an employee or commenting on something, you're really looking for their their go-ahead on it. So if it's something that's persistent, you're probably going to turn it into a conversation. And at the end of that conversation, you want that person to give you a commitment that says, okay, I will be more self-aware of how much time I spend talking to other people. That's not going to happen. And I'll make sure that I... But what's the going? Hey, hey, uh, 
you're looking you're look you're looking at him right in there you're like I can discipline you right it's like it's like when you look a dog in the eyes yeah and then make him show him your belly you got to do that to everybody that works for you I know and his his imagination is that the person says uh I can be more self-aware yeah, internally and I talk a little bit less but like what's going on in their brain when they say that and then when they go back to have an eight minute conversation with the workers where they're like fuck Craig man yeah fucking sucks dude in their mind they're like well craig <laughs> normally walks through this area at this time so we can move this little hang set <laughs> to behind those pallets over there yeah he also is he's fucking actually on this video he's defending the like roving supervisor which is the worst kind of supervisor every like every place I've had with the roving supervisor, the one that's just babysitters. Oh, he's he he could come around the corner at any time. Is like that's a hell job. You don't want that supervisor at all. This guy is like training those guys. This is the source of that kind of guy. Yeah, you know. I cut those conversations shorter and just stay uh, stay working a, a little bit more. That's all you can really ask for as a leader. Remember, the goal isn't to shut down socializing altogether. It's actually, it's is. just to make sure that it's a you reasonable amount. You said it's inefficient. You hate it. Doesn't jeopardize yeah. your production numbers. You're all pissed about it. Once you, you said learned- it jeopardizes production. So uh, we got. We'll, we'll do one more of these. There's a few of them. You want personal breaks oh, uh, or employee excuses? Uh, Let's do excuses. I think excuses. Because I think we have some actors and personal Most, breaks are like, oh yeah, I don't know the rules. Well, on the good thing about employee excuses is that like we'll know what they actually have what they on. have on their mind. We can develop new excuses. Yeah, out of that to get you know? Yeah, this is like OPSEC on HR. This is yeah leader feeder. The Leader Feeder YouTube leader channel. Feeder, we're going to look at the top five employee excuses for performance and behavior issues. And I'm going to share with you a surefire hey, formula it was a, for handling employee It was a Craig before. It's a Greg this time. Well, both in very um, boring gray colors as well. Oh, yeah. Craig and Greg and gray. But the, the back, the, the window that's yeah, out is like on off. France. Yeah. And it's, it's, he's got a set now that like a looks, green screen. Yeah, he's is got it like the a, same Greg. Yeah, it's the same guy. The same guy, but he's in a set now. They gave him a set, but it's not really a set. It's just a green screen. He's probably still standing in the same basement. Yeah, yeah, in front of a green screen. This is his garage. Yeah. Excuses when they do come up. You know, when a leader addresses a behavior or performance problem, the team member might offer up some excuses to deflect responsibility. It's important he, for the leader. That you can he has the, the trapper keeper in his hand. Why is he holding the trapper keeper? What is that for? He has like a bundle of documents, I think, <laughs> to make him look more important. I think it makes him look like he's at work. He's, yeah. He fucking they got rid of all the machines. He was yeah. like, I don't know. Fucking yeah. Do what do I do with my keeper? hands, man? <laughs> I don't have much. To, I don't have. I don't have that like extra sauce to do the hand stuff. <laughs> Give me some like documents to to grab on for dear life. He doesn't have enough charisma to do the no. hand moves. It's He's a blanket. Like, no, leave the it's hand a security moves blanket. It's an what attache is a justifiable case. reason, and what's an excuse? A reason yeah. will tend to pinpoint accountability, whereas an excuse deflects responsibility. So remember, you want to give excuses, not reasons, right? Is that the lesson? Um, I mean, excuses are airtight. Are they like an excuses? 
reasons that you he doesn't want excuses. He's he's a no excuses. He's guy. no excuses. He wants reasons why things aren't happening, but he doesn't want real reasons. So let's hear some. Let's hear this here. So the formula for handling an excuse is to first acknowledge it. Okay. Then reframe or refocus on the problem and solution. And finally, get a commitment to take the desired action. Okay. So let's look at the five He's most got, common excuses. Here we go. Who's in the background? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's TVs in there's the background. There's two TVs just playing old men, <laughs> like angrily ordering food in the background. There's one old man sitting at a desk, and there's another old man angrily gesturing at the camera. And they both have more charisma than Greg. Yeah, I'm drawn to them. So these are the five most common excuses for not coming in? For just excuses, period. Just, okay. Uh, first excuse. I'm not the only one. Others do it too. You're picking on me. You're harassing me. Boy, that laugh. He's a good actor, Greg. Yeah. He's putting a little mustard on it there. <laughs> he that did. He Greg. tried. He's in the full, he's in a full getup. <laughs> he's got hard hat on and a pair of coveralls. He dressed up. Talked as stupid as he could. agitated, doesn't it? Well, first of all, recognize that this is an admission of guilt. Okay, you fuck you, too, Craig. It means I'm doing. <laughs> if I'm well, saying that other people I, are doing it, that means that I'm doing it. I think that's good advice, though. What? I think that you can't admit to it. Like, you can't. Yeah, I true. do think that, like, I mean, they know what's up. They do. If somebody says that, like, you got. Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah. You can't like get you away don't with admit that. that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to come up with something outside of like everybody. I mean, I think everybody else is doing it works if for like not uh, signing uh, you into- can't think of anything in like 20 seconds. Yeah. You, know? you got to everybody else does it. I don't know if I can know, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think you'll see another one of them here in a minute that uh uh that I I think works better. Than everybody else. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm just giving advice to people listening that like the jig is up on this. Like they know. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to say this. Yeah. If I'm telling you other people do it too, that means I'm doing it. And the leader needs to keep the focus on the individual and avoid making any comments about other employees and what you may or may not do or say to them. The video in the background now has two guys. Also, never tell on yourself. Yeah, don't tell on yourself. That's the thing, too, is like when you say everybody else is doing, you are saying like I'm doing it. Yeah. You need to say like I've never done it before and you have to prove it in a court of law to for me (laughs) not to get unemployment. True. So the way you'd handle that is, I realize that you might not be the only one. It's your behavior I observed, and what I need you to do is to spend a little less time socializing and more time focused on the work. Jesus Christ, this motherfucker hates friendship. (laughs) He's an anti-care bear, man. Like, this guy is not into people getting along. He just looks, he's like, they're supposed to just clean trash. And instead, they just jaw jack all day long. They're supposed to... (laughs) Pick up the trash. It's easy. We pay them per hour to pick up the trash. Instead, they're like, oh, the fucking Houston Rockets this weekend. We're playing this game. They're like talking about the Blue Jackets. They're talking about all their teams. Why well, don't get it? It's fucking driving me mad. He hates I can't it. crack this nut. He hates socializing. People don't just want to just do the job they're paid for without talking yeah. or socializing. Most common excuse. Here's the second most common. For their behavior and performances. Hey, hey, I didn't know. Nobody told me. This is this your- is this- so man. This is 
is airtight. That is my that's my excuse. Yeah, always. that's a great one. That's the first. I that's didn't the realize one you should always go to. I thought he would have different costumes for each one, no. <laughs> but he's chose basically blue collar worker. He's trying to be like a dumbass wrench turner in these in this in these excuses. But also, I didn't I didn't know airtight. You're right. Yeah, that's the I way to go. You, I, I didn't see that. And then they have to go to the trainer. They have to go to the manager. They're getting chewed out. Like, why do I have somebody on the job site that's not doing this thing? And you get to just be puppy dog eyes the whole time. Maybe you got unemployment if they don't want to continue the relationship. But yeah, definitely that's the way to go. That's my top excuse. That's my number one. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. You can't say fuck you to the customer. Yeah. I thought oh, we were. Auto- I thought we were independent contractors. I thought you say <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. For opportunity, of course, to clarify your expectations. I realize that you might not have been told specifically about the task, but this task is a part of your regular job and you've performed it many times in the past. So can I count on you to make sure you complete that task next time without being Oh, uh, he's got a, he's reading off All the right, track. Excuse keeper. number three. Yeah. I caught that mo- oh. Hey, I wasn't trained. That's the move. Yes, yeah, so. in fact could be true, yeah, which that's would indicate actually that you the would same as the last training. one. But if See, this is the shit that, that the employee is trained and has performed the job before. You could this say, trips up hey, HR every time. We- yeah, because everybody above doesn't realize that nobody's being fucking trained. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They and, and that is something that you will always be able to get away with because when you go to anybody in charge, you're like, this person wasn't properly trained. They're just like, I, I mean, you don't give me enough time. I don't have the. Yeah, I can't train. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The trainer will, will most of the time, like, kind of get you out of trouble if they're reasonable. Yeah. Because they're like, you only give me a week to train these fucking people. Right. Some things fall through the cracks. Exactly. You know? No, the trainer, the trainer makes $1 more per hour because they know how to say the right things to stay in that position. Yes. Yes. What you say that you weren't trained, but we both know that you're trained and you've performed the task Bullshit. many times in the past. So can I count on you to perform the task correctly going forward? Maybe if you fucking train me, <laughs> that's what I would say. But, 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 I'm, I, I need to have, you're gonna have to train me, motherfucker. You're gonna have to hire a public defender to come out and sign on this <laughs> agreement. I fucking said I wasn't trained. I mean, I wasn't trained. Yeah, I'm okay? not trying to get trained either. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking. Hey, that's not part of my yeah. job description, which is my favorite excuse. <laughs> yeah. And excuse number four. What's this? Hey, it's not my fault. Well, wait, I mean, no one gets on that. (laughs) Not a single adult. Yeah, I mean, you get caught doing something, you say, I didn't do it. It's like, you did, though. (laughs) You fucking did, though. It's not my fault is a a different thing than I didn't do it, though. You know what I mean? It's not my fault is, yeah, somebody, I mean... Man, yeah, you're right. You know? It's not my fault. That's it's there, really- there, there. There is a follow up to that, and you're like, oh, well, whose fault was it then? And then you should follow up and you know blame Say that the trainer. person. Yeah, you blame the trainer. Blame <laughs> everybody in charge. Shit rolls. <laughs> shit should roll uphill, basically. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get in. You're in trouble no matter what if you're in the situation. You know, so you might as well push some of the shit back uphill. You know, it makes sense. And you'd respond by saying. I realize you don't think it's your fault, and yet this is your job responsibility. So next time, can I count on you to take responsibility for the task? I don't know, boss. Can I count on you to fucking learn your lines instead of carrying a trapper keeper around unnaturally while you make your video? Roasted. (laughs) He's just... He... he, he, This... 
The funny thing, in a way, um, that the first video that you played was like a student project from people that haven't been in the workplace. He also has never been in the workplace. I feel like the same thing. He has a degree and he, I bet he makes a lot of money. I bet he does very well writing uh, opinions and guides and explanations on how to do HR, but I don't think he's ever worked at a real place before. No, I mean, he probably is like some kind of like HR. Puff and stuff? Like psychology student or something, you know? And maybe he has had a job, but like if you can spin that job into a consulting thing. Yeah. Where you can just fucking go in and like play these videos for people. You can make good fucking right. money. Selling videos is, is a lot of money. There's such rubes. There's such rubes in training, HR. Training courses for your employees. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking million dollar industry. It's Yeah. And the last excuse What's we're going to handle excuse, today is... Baby? What? I was too busy. Also a top level excuse. That's know? on that's the excuse that makes the world go round. Yeah. Yeah. Like any job that I didn't want to be bothered with, I just pretended to be too busy and like people respect it. Yeah, I know. I I was talking to my wife today and she was like, I got an email today that was so frustrating, but it was 445, so I don't have to deal with it till tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of thing where it's just like, yeah, I'm too busy. Yeah, I can't. This is bothering me. I'm not going to sneak that in. That is what makes the world go round. Too busy. What's the response? I mean, also, I realize that you've got a lot on your plate. America is too busy. That's what we live on. Yeah. Yeah. The entire thing about it is like pushing us to be too busy all the fucking time. And also... Too busy is to be respected. I mean, I think that gets you places. Every fucking bullshit ass like startup job that I had, even at the warehouse, when I was too busy, they thought that was impressive. Everybody loves to hear that you're too busy. Oh, God. Nobody... Every single person in the world loves to hear that you're too busy. I think it drives people nuts sometimes when they're... uh, What was I doing the other day? Somebody asked me to do something and I was like, sure. And they were like, are you, you know, like, really? And I'm like, what the fuck else I got to do? And they were just like, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just don't got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, but most people don't have times where they don't got shit to do. It's yeah. just everybody's doing shit all the fucking time. They're busy, you know. But I do sometimes say I'm too busy to do something when I feel like I'm too busy, but I'm not. Yeah, doing anything. I think too busy also, is a feeling. We have it ingrained. Yeah, it's an emotion. Too busy is an emotion. Yeah, it's like like I'm fucking stressed about all of this. It's very simple and easy, but for me, it's just like too much. So, like, yeah. call me tomorrow. Can't do this today. Thank you. I'm checked out. This is a task that's important and needs to get completed. So, can I count on you to make sure that you have time to get this done in the future? No. Oh, I hate this fucker. So he just the- has like all the manipulative words in the fucking dictionary, every single one of them <laughs> to contractually oblige you to do more work than what's asked of you. He is. That's his He's job. Like, hey. Hey, I know you're feeling really stressed right now. Can I get you to write down on paper that you're willing to work 60 hours a week for the next six weeks, though? <laughs> that really is. This is like the, the it, you know, you were saying manipulative words. This is like boss weasel words. It is. No, you know, I mean, it's word. so good because he, he's not like, he's not villainous. 
He's like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely understand that type of a thing. But if you think about it, you should be working much harder and be grateful for that we pay you to be here, right? Right. To me, he comes off like a dick. He does. That's what I was saying. When you saw it, now you say it. Because I think he comes off like a fucking dick. But I think that, like, your boss at work that's using the Craig Schenkel method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably fucking thinks this guy is, like, really smooth and, like, nice. And, like, he's... He's doing, like, he's treating people with sugar instead of, like, vinegar. They always think they can hide the contempt for us. Yeah. Like, they really believe that they are so good and they're so fucking arrogant that they think that they can walk into, like, a blue-collar workplace as the manager and just push these oafs around and use psychological tricks on them to make them comply to our fucking orders. Yes. Absolutely. That is exactly what they're, he's trying to do. I think there's only like a second left here. The formula. Acknowledge the excuse by repeating it, then reframe or refocus on the problem and solution. And finally like you talk to a child. Treatment. These are like baby books suggestions. Right. Well, that's crazy. This is what I would do to my daughter. Do- like for my daughter, it's like, you know, I know you want to have another chocolate dessert, you know, this evening, but I'd like to see you use that energy into putting your toys away this evening. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's the show. We're going to do more of these as, uh, the weeks go on some Craig Schinkel audio, uh, uh, no more student things. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I like, think because I listen to these things, I don't watch them. Ah, uh, I play them in my ear. So I didn't, I just heard bad acting. I yeah. Like, I love it, it does sound like, I mean, it totally sounds like a, like an HR video. Yeah. I loved it. It was believable. I was just walking and listening to it. And at the same time. It's definitely the shining stars of HR. That's what they did for like their school project. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they were there sure. and they were like levying uh some sort of response to an a, a worker that got too haughty, you know. Yeah. Well, I have more and uh we will look at Craig Schinkel again. I also have some good customer service training stuff. Uh I watched a lot of them today. So uh you know, in between listening to Opie and Anthony, I uh, watched a few of those. But uh, that's the show. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We will be back on Sunday night. We're doing a call-in show. Portland people, I really want to hear what's going on there. I want y'all to call. Um, get a hold of me. I can move you to the front of the line. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to ignore what's going on in Portland or Kenosha. Please reach out, uh, and we'd love to hear your voice on the show. That's this Sunday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. We take the calls, and uh, we will be there. Uh, we're also working on our TV show for Means TV. That has to happen like in the next few weeks. So everything's together, and it's going to be good, and I'm excited to do it. And it's going to open up a lot of doors for us to do stuff that we never did before. But if you want to support the show right now, the best way to do it is to head to patreon.com slash Radio or simply buy a shirt. Go to store.streetfightradio.com. We have a uh, we have a collaboration with an artist, friends of ours that worked, uh, you know, at the, the brewing company. We did our, our wrestling watch parties. Very talented guy. Uh, his name is Wavy underscore WXVVY on Instagram. And we're doing a T-shirt long sleeve shirt and mask fundraiser for the greater Columbus arts council. So head to store.streetfightradio.com. 
pick that up. We're doing pre-orders for the next few weeks. If you don't pre-order it, I don't know how many extras there will be. So please help us out because the more you order up front, the more I can order up front and that lowers the cost of everything and makes it better for everyone. So please consider that option. Um, also, I wanted to say rest in peace to Riley Gale. We did make the 100 million tons of steel death metal episode uh, free. We unlocked it. So if you had to Patreon uh, for free, you can listen to that episode. And uh, if you have any extra money, you know, sometimes I just send $5. Like I'll be scraping the pot at the end of the month and I'll send five to $10 to a charity if someone asks for it. But the Dallas Hope charity was one that meant a lot to Riley. So I'm asking if you can to send a little extra money that way. Um, Other than that, we will see you on Sunday. We are Street Fight Radio. Peace. Just for the other guys, the other guys are fast!